Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Thank you for joining us here on the RC Roundtable. This is a live YouTube event. Yes, and it's not very special. Thank you, Lee and Terry. <laughs> is this just an ordinary episode? We should have started this episode five minutes ago when we were just laughing our butts off. <laughs> Welcome to a very ordinary episode of the RC Roundtable on YouTube. <laughs> a very vanilla. Very vanilla. So vanilla, we don't even have an agenda. We're just going to talk about stuff and things. That's not true. <laughs> so we, have, we have an agenda, but we, we shaved it down to give ourselves more time to just relax and interact with our listeners. Yes, and our listeners we are very much appreciated. So let's get to show on the road. Uh, we have something to talk about, about some sort of plane or something. A new product. <laughs> we are so professional. <laughs> All right. Before I announce it, I sent the link a couple days ago. Did you guys actually look at this thing, or are you just going in cold turkey? Oh, I looked at it. Yeah, I looked at it briefly. Uh -huh. Okay. I don't remember what it's called. And I watched the video. All right. Is it is the uh, FV31 Cypher. And it's a VTOL ducted fan from Flex Innovations. And it looks to be different from some of the other VTOL planes that have been coming out lately. This one's unique in that if you look at the front, it has two, it looks like vertical lift fans. And then in the back, it's got two rotating fans. So I don't quite understand how it all works yet, but it appears to have three modes, one a hover mode, and then a beginner mode or a fun mode where the back fans are at 45 degrees down and then a normal flight mode where the back fans are uh, vertical. Not vertical, but horizontal. You know what really nice? A picture what? of this thing. I just put it up there. There we go. Yeah, there it is. Oh, it's kind so of like a stealth fighter a little bit. It's It's got looks only a mother could love. It reminds <laughs> me, you know those really cheap quad copters that came out a few years ago that looked like uh, F-22s and things like that. They were just kind of a, a squint scale version. This reminds me of that. They could have spent more time on the aesthetics, but all the other stuff looks really cool. And if you watch the video, it appears to be very capable. Of course, it's Seth Arnold flying it, so you got to take it with a grain of salt, but it seems to be uh, a really neat plane. Did you guys watch the flight video? I did. It's a little smaller than I thought it would be, and I, I loved the some of the you know, routines they were doing, and the, the with the differential thrust and all that. Oh yeah. The only thing I didn't like was the the landing gear. What's wrong with the landing gear? It's there. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's for for the price for the price. I wish it was retracts. It just you know because it costs the entire time. You're just bitter against thing. landing gear because of the storage. No, no, I'm going to back up Lee on this. Oh, we'll, we'll, storage. we'll do a storage talk in a minute. <laughs> you hold that thought. <laughs> yeah, I was exact, thinking exactly the same things. Like that dangling landing gear kind of looked out of place. Some retracts would have been really nice in that. Of course, it would have been heavier, but... Yeah, see, when I watched the video, I was like, I it's, it's like some of those little UMX planes where you pull the gear off. In fact, speaking of UX planes, we have the UMX Timber, and I love flying it without the floats and the wheels on it because it's way more agile with all that drag taken away. So Wait, yours has floats? Yeah, we have the floats and the, the large tundra wheels for it. Oh, uh, I don't have floats for mine. 
No, it's and it's it's nice, but I'm I was watching the video of this jet, and I just kind of wished they had just you know they look like they just pulled the gear off and then just hand toss that thing and then just go have at it, you know. And you know, I would have I would have rather seen the flight video without landing gear. So if there was a way to do retracts or something like that. I would, it, I think it'd be more appealing to me. Yeah, retracts might be a bit much. It seems like everything's crammed in there now. I bet you need the landing gear to keep the the crud out of the fans, but. Yeah, it'd be nice if they could figure out a way for retracks. Yeah. And what is this thing going for? 400 bucks is the intro price. They look like they're due in June or July. <laughs> the website says June or July. It's that precise. Wow. And the price is not cheap. No, but it's not crazy considering what it is with four EDFs. And I think it, it does come with a flight controller. <laughs> George just said peg leg. Peg leg jet. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How big is it, anyways? It's not uh, big. It's not tiny. Well, I didn't say it was UMX. I'm looking for specs here. It needs like a you know a five foot ah, wingspan. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm they talking call, about. They call that 45 degree angle the magic configuration. Uh, That's when they do all the slow stuff, like below stall speed type flying. Wingspan, 38.2 inches, which for an EDF is not crazy. Uh, length, 35, weighs 3 pounds, 10 ounces. Mm, yeah, uses a 3-cell, 2,200 to 5,200. It's uh, actually pretty good size, actually. It's much yeah. bigger than the, uh, the Inductrix. Yeah. yeah so... Well, everything's bigger than an Inductrix. Is it Inductrix? No, not Inductrix. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> what, what, did they just come up with a tiny, tiny woo? I, I was reading that. <laughs> uh, what's their, their VTOL they have now uh, from Horizon? Uh, oh, and the one with the rotating fans? Yeah. No, no, no. The one with the... It's got propellers. Well, yeah, but they... Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know. We've talked about it before. Whatever. Everybody yeah. knows what we're talking about. So so this one's for Flex Innovations. So they've actually, you know, they've upsized there. So that's nice. You're getting, yeah. you're getting a pretty large plane for the, for your money. Uh, I do like how it flew backwards pretty well. Seemingly. Yeah. And I, the video I watched, I assume it's the same one you saw. It was in a pretty stiff headwind. So yeah. I wasn't sure if it was the wind blowing it backwards or if it actually has the ability to, to reverse thrust. Mm. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so uh, you know, I try to fly some of the other uh, VTOL planes backwards, and they don't like it at all. Yeah. Well, so, this one, if I recall, it was nose high, so you would think it's actually pitching yeah. backwards some. So, anyway, it looked like fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I wonder if, like the other ones I've asked about, can you land it in normal plane mode? I don't see why not. That one looks like it can. The ductive fans are pretty small. It's yeah, low profile. Yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of nice. You can actually do takeoff and landing like an airplane or VTOL, or if you run on, if you run low on battery power, at least you know you can glide the thing in without damaging it. Yeah, you would think so. And it had a pretty good runtime. I forget the capacity of the battery they did in the video, but it was like a five or six minute flight, and mm. and they weren't being easy with it. They were pushing the thing pretty hard. So I, I put this on my curiosity list of ones to keep an eye on and. Curiosity, insatiable yeah. curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So it's not the Osprey that we were talking about. So the Osprey's the other Horizon one. Convergence. Convergence. Thank you. All right. So any more to talk about with this guy? FV31 Pfeiffer. Any pertinent details to list off before we move off of it? How many cells? Uh, What's the battery? 
a three cell 2200 to 5200 something like that huge <laughs> 5200 yeah. wow they're like yeah whatever you got we'll use it. <laughs> nah. yeah. yeah uh tony uh in the chat says it looks like an f-35 with an f-7u cutlass wings oh yeah it does come yeah a cutlass profile yeah now you say that that's like that's that's like those two had a baby and this is what came out a really ugly, ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> and what if we had an affair with a uh, uh <laughs> with a blender <laughs> Or what are the old Bell? Remember Bell had a, a VTOL that had ducted fans. Oh, back in the 60s. Oh, yeah, 50s. yeah. So, like four of them, the rotating on little stubby wings. Yeah. And they Excellent. people around here talk about seeing that thing fly around back in the day. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Right. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> X22. All right. So uh Flux Innovations, we'll put a link up on the yeah. stuff and the thing. And yeah. So yeah. go check it out. Yeah, kind of do that thing. It's all casual. <laughs> no big whoop. <laughs> so what else are we gonna talk about? Now, did we decide we're not talking any other new products? We're just plowing through to the other stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got it seems like we got a lot of work we just have to go through and all right, so let me do this then. Instead of getting in depth on any of this, let's just mention that it looks like Top Flight is releasing ready-to-cover versions of their Warbird ARFs. So instead of the pre-finished, oh, yeah. pre-covered, uh, you can get it. I think you save about 100 bucks for each version, and you get a bare wood that you can either fiberglass and paint or cover or whatever you want to do. So, It's, it's yeah. the larger ones, right? The, uh, yeah, I think it's the giant scales. The 20 cc's or something like that? I think they're 30 to 40. 30, 34. Okay. Yeah, think, don't quote me on that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, ready to cover is not something you see very often. So, they're going to come out with that. That's pretty, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Years ago, I started a ready to cover. It was a P51 from, it was like kind of really sport scale. Uh, one of the global companies, I think. Like happy people had it or something. It was ready to cover, and this was the early days of electric. So I was actually going through the wood structure and cutting bits and pieces of it out, <laughs> make it lighter. Right. And I hacked that thing to pieces. Ready instead of ready to cover, ready to hack. Ready to hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, speaking of our buddy Joshua Orchard, he had I think it's the sixty size P forty seven R from Top Flight. Mm. He stripped it all off and he's been covering it in aluminum tape. And he's getting close Maybe. to the end now. He's trying to have wow. it done for Seth. And I think he's been posting it on the flight test forums on Facebook and also the Balsam Modelers group. And he just recently posted the riveting post. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've told him to his face that he's a crazy person. And, Are you mod? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go out there and check it out. It, yeah, it looks cool. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what thing? Oh, this one thing I saw, uh, Motion RC, was it Motion RC? They're carrying these little ready-to-fly helicopters uh, with scale fuselages. Okay. Like 450 size. I thought it was kind of neat that you just, normally you don't see ready-to-fly scale. There's not a whole lot of them, but they had a whole series of them uh, that they had an Airwolf and a uh, Huey and uh, I think a, a H1 maybe. Oh, that'd be uh, and I think a squirrel, a bunch of different ones. Uh, I thought it was kind of neat. They're all a little. So people little ones. still fly helicopters. People still fly helicopters. <laughs> all two Good. of them. Yeah. No, I, I, the 3D stuff is still pretty big, but the big powerful yeah. ones. And I still, my jaw drops every time I watch people do that stuff. It seems as if the speed is just jacked up. 
because normal people can't process things. That yeah, I, I agree. As you know, I fly helicopters too, but some some of that stuff looks a little too much. It's like a flopping fish or something. I, I always thought it's 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 impressive the skills, but it's yeah. If I had a complaint about most of those that I watch, I can watch them do those three D batic stuff and. I can appreciate the skill that's involved, but it'd be nice if there was a little bit of production value and how they put the the routine together to yeah. give my slower reflexes time to process what's going on. And I agree. It. If you saw like Curtis Youngbug fly, you know, that's stuff of that's a work of art. Uh, or uh, I, I'd seen some Alan Zabel too stuff. So yeah, so mm -hmm. something that's you can a little bit you can process at least the flow of things instead of something that looks like uh, uh, a kid on crack. Who's off doing speed <laughs> and it's playing on fast forward? Well, you know, you're talking about people still fly helicopters. You know, Michael's got those great helicopters we keep seeing. In fact, he was at an event recently. I don't know if you were tuned in, Michael, but you just posted another helicopter. Uh, was it from Apache Pass that I think you went to? But uh, he's he's you know he's in love with that hobby and he's one that's keeping it running. So. We do have people who love the scale helicopters out there, and he keeps it alive. Yeah, in fact, one of them was online. Our buddy uh, is it Mike Delta Dart from yep. uh, it works at Bell. He's, he mentioned. Yeah, look, look, he just <laughs> he's yeah. already. I just went and talked to yeah. So he's AH six UH one A one oh nine MD five hundred Airwolf and AS three fifties. Yeah, yeah. Looks like there's some 800, 700, <laughs> and four fifty six. We need to bring him on so he can tell us what's happening with Motion RC. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony's on too, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Yo, Tony, how you doing? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there he, yeah, he's responding. So yeah, those are those are really pretty. I noticed a lot of people were giving you some compliments, and I would too. So mm. keep track. Oh, speaking of Tony, he uh, he's he's been posting some really good shots of that uh, Northrop N9M that crashed. Oh yeah, that was sad. Yeah, really sad. I, I I've seen that at the Chino Air Museum some years ago. Static. Static. Yeah, it wasn't flying. And uh, so he has posted, I guess, his own personal pictures of it flying around. And that's such a shame that that thing crashed, uh, uh, what, yesterday? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, it was ter terrible. And I, I haven't seen them release the, the name of the pilot. Everybody's being very respectful. But it's just it's a tragedy, obviously, for the human loss and a good friend of people. Yeah. But uh, not one of a kind, beautiful plane. And, and, yes, Tony, I saw your photos. And I think you had one with Evelyn. And didn't <laughs> she looked so young yeah. from that photo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah ter terrible loss and in here in texas i'm not going to stay on too much long we had a also a terrible tragedy where a twin beach from west houston airport to kerrville uh I, it looks like it lost power and flat spun in uh killed all six passengers so yeah, i just oh, saw man. that today i was just watching that on the news yeah and my, in fact my neighbor who's a, a pilot uh jonathan he mentioned that the uh the pilot is well known in his community or his group and so i'm i'm sure they're struggling so my heart's out to all those who lost a good friend in both of those aircraft all right no i'll have to look it up again but i believe in chuck yeager's book yeager uh, that he talks about flying the n9m and said it was not easy so, <laughs> i can't i can't I, imagine but yeah I saw a video one uh, not too long ago, as a matter of fact. Somebody had some GoPros on it, and they were oh, they cool. oh, yeah, out yeah. and took off. And one thing I noticed, it, it seemed a little bit, um, had a lot of oscillations in yaw. Well, you watch the this only, thing, it's going back and forth, kind of like this. The, the motor cowlings are the vertical stabilizers, right? Yeah. It has yeah. drag rudders, too, or drag, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I guess drag rudders. Yeah. Uh, so it looked like it could have been a little bit of a handful to fly. Uh, yeah. It, 
you had to keep on your toes. So yeah. obviously something catastrophic must have happened for him to go in. Yeah. I'll have to look it up in the book again to make sure I'm not lying, but it seems like he had a handful with it. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, a sad story. We hate to see that happen. Yeah, but uh, I, I remember looking through some old RCM. I think on RC Group, somebody was posting uh, RCM articles and plans and stuff. And somebody, uh, I think, had plans for one from back oh. in the late 70s, early 80s, something like that. Oh. RC well, I, our friend uh, Alan Martin, who's the uh, MC for Bomber Field, he's he's got plans. I think he's working on one. Yeah, it would be a fantastic model. A quarter scale would be a pretty respectable Easy to transport size. Yeah, yeah. Recorder scale and convenient. Yeah. yeah. Close out some windows here. What's next? <laughs> Don't know. Do we have anything next? Well, that's no. our show for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got stuff. We got uh, stuff. Oh, we got plenty of stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure we are not going to stay on that path very long. <laughs> All right. While we're talking full scale stuff, let's mention uh, Strata Launch. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. Big old bigum. Yeah. Now, big did you guys get to meet Mason Hutchison when we were at the expo, and his dad, no, Hutch? No, I met Hutch at the bar. Okay, right. So they were at the bar we when did. we were recording our episode, and we got to chat with them quite a bit. And I chatted with Mason because I met him the year before, and we kept in touch over the year. Um, anyway, Mason is an engineer. At, well, yeah, he's at Scaled, so he worked on Stratolaunch. So a big day for him, but. How else do you say it? The world's largest aircraft had the maiden flight, came down in one piece. So, what more could you ask for? Pretty cool event. And it was. Yeah, I assume you guys have seen some of the video. It was well documented. <laughs> I want to know what the fuel cost was. <laughs> well, I don't know. How many gallons per second was it burning? <laughs> uh, probably not a lot. I doubt they were doing a lot of high power stuff. I mean, well, just take off alone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, drop in the bucket. I'm I sure. want the numbers. <laughs> Someone give me the numbers. <laughs> the thing's made out of carbon fiber. I think their material cost is. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're flying two football fields, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying it would be, be really neat if that Strato launch could uh, split apart, fly separately, and then come back together again. <laughs> <laughs> Those neodymium magnets are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I wonder if our buddy Dan Craig is going to come up with an RC model if he hasn't already, because he oh, did uh, yeah. a lot of the other stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sure uh, someone is. Oh yeah, it's not that difficult to shape, so it wouldn't be too hard to do. You got six EDFs on there, but other than that, yeah. Anyway, it, it's hey, a neat design. Keith. I'm happy to see it come together. Hey Keith, you have six EDFs lighter around? And we has eight, right? Well, sure. Not anymore. They're in the B52. <laughs> I thought he bought them by the gross. Yeah, well, he buys fans by the gross because he was shedding blades at first. Now, it would be really neat to see it when it has the launch vehicle underneath it as well. Right. Yeah. We have not seen that. So it's going to be a workhorse. It must be a pretty big thing. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. So congratulations to Mason and everybody at Scaled and everybody involved. Mm -hmm. We'll be watching. Yeah. I went and looked up the Spruce Goose. That thing has something like 50 more feet wingspan than the Spruce Goose. Wow. Yeah. And a bajillion more horsepower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's probably, is it lighter? I would guess it's lighter. That'd be an interesting question. Yeah. What was the Spruce Goose made out of? It wasn't actually spruce. Uh, Some sort of wood. 
happen. <laughs> Bamboo. Bamboo's friends. <laughs> Bass? Bass would someone, also, someone needs to create a chart that compares the Stratus Lodge <laughs> to the Spruce Goose. Actually Let's see awesome. the numbers. <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat says birch. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, white okay. birch or brown birch? <laughs> African <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep it moving, Fitz. So, how about that game last night? <laughs> All right, uh, Lee. Yes. Are you ready to to talk FAA? I can. Okay, let's do it. It's next on the list. I don't know. We didn't get a, a, a large response or that we should have. And I, 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 I have don't a confession know. to make. You didn't. Oh. Right after all that talk and the uh, cajoling, I'm one of the people who forgot to go. This is this is why I mute Terry's camera. <laughs> Fitz looks uncomfortable. Fitz, Fitz. I'm sorry. Oh me? God, dang it! This this thing on, I can't. Oh, hold sorry, on, I'm having a problem hearing you. How I'm many you people, representing all of us? Uh, how many people on YouTube? And okay, I'm asking YouTube guys. Anybody here? Fill out the form on the FAA, or actually it's regulations.gov. I'm waiting. For, no responses. It's as silent as Terry and Fitz. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully I, I made up for that loss. Yes, uh, thank you for doing that. Well, okay. Sadly, we only have uh, 1,800 comments submitted to the regulations. And of those 1800s, 1,800 comments, some of those were for all the uh, recommendations that were coming from the Commercial Journal Alliance, some airports, uh, some other organizations that are news related. So again, they're the ones kind of pushing some of these regulations to hopefully uh, weed out. I, I mean, I don't think it's a direct attack on modelists. I don't. I, I know they're trying to. What? Oh, we lost Lee. Uh oh, the FAA cut his line. <laughs> big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The black suburban outside just uh, cut through your internet connection. Oh, did I disappear? Uh, you were there, but you weren't talking. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> That's wow. There's conspiracy theory going on. Poison uh, dart to the neck. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I, I did read some of the comments. Most of them were, were very good. Uh, I wish we hadn't been asked. I wish the AMA had done a better job of saying, here is a sample form letter. Don't use it, <laughs> you know, make up some of your own, but because there were a lot of the canned uh, response from the AMA, which I, I, I mean, it was helpful. I mean, it got the numbers up, but I'm sure those are the ones that they just quickly, you know, okay, the same one, same one, same one. Um, I, I wrote a nice little comment and then I put in a attachment that answered every question. Uh, to, to the best of my ability, to the best of my knowledge, and I kept referencing that. I, I hope everything here in this document is for Part 107. We don't know because we haven't really been part of the conversation. Right. Uh, so at this point, all we can do is wait and hope to hear if there are any other meetings and so forth. I, 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 it's something I need to get back with the AMA to find out how are we going to be aware of more of these meetings, these, you know, behind closed door meetings that are, right. are changing our regulations. Oh. And my biggest fear is that they're they're going to set up these drone highways in the sky and, and kind of push us away. So 
there's the story morning glory we didn't have a lot of uh, responses but you know and i i will say there were a couple of out there i don't i didn't print them out or anything uh, of letters that i read that made me feel good and warm and fuzzy there was one gentleman who said you know i'm retired uh i you know model aviation is my life i love doing it and i feel that a lot of these regulations are going to take this away from me and you know i really felt for that gentleman because that's you know i think it's about how a lot of us feel and going back to someone else's conversation unfortunately this hobby is is turned into the older group you know a lot of us who are still building and so we're kind of being phased out it seems like the youth are not being welcomed into this hobby you know with open arms because of all the the fear of regulations and tests and all that so uh, we need to see what we can do to get the get more people to stay in the hobby so i also posted on our facebook page today an email came out from the faa raise your hand if you got the uh, email if you're registered that they're going to have a a webinar this Thursday, I think it's it's on Thursday, uh, to discuss drone uh, or have conversations with drone pilots about the safety in the national airspace, and <laughs> I'm gonna be there. You guys should just tune in just to see if I start, you know. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> my, my responses, but I think it's important, guys. If you're in this hobby, please try to get in line on that webinar because if the FAA, FAA is hosting this and they're starting to make some comments about where their direction is going, we're the ones that need to raise their hand and say that's that's inappropriate that's not right this that's going to hurt us let's try this let's make this that interaction we all need <sighs> let me get some more drink your turn well it, actually 1800 seems quite a few people quite a, few, a lot of responses relatively speaking i would think mm, it's a small percentage of our population right but at least that's not something insignificant 18 at least quite a few people at least got the word out to say hey this is our concerns and you know i don't know if that means a lot to them or not but it's uh, well let me put this into perspective i got more votes on the change.org for saving rule 336 mm -hmm. than the faa got for this yeah. and the problem i have with this is this is the regulate these are the regulations they're applying mine was hey can y'all please listen to us this is this is what we're going to do we should have had more votes we should have had more comments on this and that's my that's where i'm struggling in myself personally is that i i wish i knew of a way to get more people to recognize the situation we're in did, did you see that uh, amazon apparently has got some sort of certification now for their drone delivery thing uh some sort of commercial in the u.s <laughs> yeah they, can, they can't fly in urban areas but apparently they're they're going to do trial runs out and who knows where but i hate it i i just hate it so much this drone delivery i mean i i think some of the cool things i've seen in some huh i don't know like national geographic or something that where they were sending like medicine or i think it was uh some like Norway or something where there was like a hospital between <laughs> that was separated by a huge, you know, river yeah. or something like that, where they were sending medicine back and forth between, or something like that. I was like, okay, I, I like that idea, but just that I need these new shoes today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Anyway, I will be there Thursday. I will tune in and I will give everybody an update on what I, what I read and what I type and, See if uh, put a camera out front of my house, see if a little black van shows up, like Terry said. Well, all right. Well, I expect a full report. Uh, looks like we had a couple questions in the chat here. Uh, he was asking about uh, part 107. Oh, I don't think that went, I don't think you got a good answer on that, whether this only affected part 107. No, George, um, I, 
I'm not a part one of seven user. So it did go out to FAA registered users. If you did not get it, go to our Facebook page. And I posted the, uh, the comment there or the, the email. I posted the entire email on our page. Okay. Any other questions to address? Well, yeah, you want to do like questions and talk with the people now and then do workbench at the end? No, let's yeah. just keep going and let's questions pop up. Yeah, anybody in the chat, feel free to ask us questions or or, or anything like that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Don't always get the chance to hear from our audience members. So we always. <laughs> Stuart, I think Stuart just said the email went right to my spam folder. Because <laughs> <laughs> he set up a rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got a rule for anything from FAA just gets uh, bounced back with uh, hate mail attached to it. All right, Fitz. Yeah. Tell us about your boats. My boats. Ah, yes. Well, we had a boating event. Now, this was interesting. So, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, we had scheduled to have another boating event here in my town. And when you say we, you mean you. Well, yeah, I organize it, but you know, it's, it's, it's a loose thing. Um, I just say, hey, I'm having it here. Everybody show up. And so, uh, and, and it's funny, the, the weather reports, we were watch, watching the weather reports like a hawk because the Saturday reports were all over the place. It didn't look good. And so, I, so uh, at, at one point I just said, okay, I sent out an email to the, to the, the list of people. I said, it looks bad, but I'm going to go anyways. So if it, some, for some miracle, it breaks or something, feel free to stop by. At least somebody will be here if you want to give it a shot. And so when I went out in the morning, um, the weather was okay. And um, uh, some people actually showed up, actually quite a few people. And Lee started texting me, says, uh, you know, should I come out? And I was like, ah, it's, it's looking good. I don't know which way he's going to go. And, but it turned out to be a, a fantastic day. And I was like, well, it's too late for, you know, it takes Lee an hour to get there. So uh, by the time we could make a really good decision on it, it would have been by the time we got there, it would probably would have been mostly over. Uh, but it was uh, turned out to be a really nice, pretty nice day, actually. A little breezy, but other than that, the sun actually peaked out. We had a good time. Some new people showed up, had some fun with the boats. We, uh, I think one almost sank. We had somebody jump in the water to rescue one of their boats. <laughs> a couple of, it was funny, a couple of new guys showed up. They had these really nice boats from Traxxas, and they kept flipping them over. One guy flipped it. I guess he threw it in the water wrong and it flipped over. And the other one was just, it ran so fast. It flew up into the air, did a couple of somersaults, put it down. It was, it was upside down. So we had to use other boats to push it out of the water. Uh, but fortunately, one guy showed up with one of those nice little tugboats. Did you see the picture, Lee? Did I send it to you? Your tugboat? No. Another guy showed up with those, those square, weird looking tugboats. Oh, the zip kit. Yeah. Yeah, he showed up with one of those, one of the larger ones, and it was yeah, uh, his really was nice. way decorated, <laughs> way more yeah. decoration than mine. Yeah, yeah, it had a lot of three D printer parts on it. Uh, it did a real nice job with it, and it actually earned its keep by pushing a few uh, uh, overturned boats <laughs> ashore. That's nice. And speaking of tugboats, I was able to. Uh, I've posted, I think, on my yeah, we want to see this on my uh, I don't know Instagram. Oh, I was picturing a much bigger boat. No, it's a little guy. Yeah, I thought it was bigger too. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, you can see, you know, it's pretty small if I hold it next yeah. to my chest here. This is a plastic model. This is a Lindbergh kit uh, called the Coast Guard Tugboat. And this this came about because one of my other hobbies, much to Terry's chagrin, is building plastic models. As you can see, 
<laughs> Crash, bang, boom. <laughs> I've got plastic models. This is a little Starship one. But if you look off to the, uh, the camera's not. But here, I'll show you. <laughs> I wasn't far off the truth. <laughs> Excuse me while I just destroy everything on the table here. <sighs> so it's bad lighting, but I've got. Oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of plastic models. That's my other hobby. You can see I got a rack full of stuff. I collected over the years. And Whenever you need more plastic for your 3D printer, just melt those down. Yeah. <laughs> so I belong to a plastic model club here in town, and uh, we had a white elephant gift exchange. And one of the guys got this tugboat, and he built it up. And when he brought it in, I was looking at it. I was like, you know, this is probably make a really nice RC model. It's not, it's not terribly big, but it's not really that small either. And it actually had a propeller, and I think it had provisions years ago for a little to be motorized anyways. Oh, okay. So the guy said, well, well, okay, here, take it and see if you can motorize it. So what I ended up doing is, let me take it so you can see it. Move the camera down a little bit. There we go. So uh, he built it and painted it and stuff, and then he gave me the hull. Unfortunately, he had already covered much of the hull, so I had to work with just a little bit of a, if I take this off, there's a little bit of an opening. I don't know if you can see that very well. Yeah. Is that meant to come out? Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's meant to come out. You can glue it on or just let it, let it um, rest. So what I did is, I don't know how well you can see it, I put a, it's held on with a rubber band and I put some screws. And so what I did is I took apart an old standard size servo. And if you know, uh, you can use servos as a really crude speed controller with the motor. What you do is you pull it apart, you lock the, the potentiometer in place with a little bit of glue and neutral point. And then you've got forward and reverse all for, you know, the price of a, standard size servo and i had you know people have them laying around you can get them for free sometimes and i built a sorry if you can't see it all that well there's a can i point to it so there's a motor there's a little bracket that holds the motor in uh there's a little tiny servo and i don't know if you can see it there's a wire here for the i built a control rod to control the the rudder and i just put a a rod and a piece, a couple pieces of metal. The most complicated part of this was building a stuffing tube so that um, for the main shaft. And I found an idea online that was really great is basically what you do is use I don't know if I have here. Uh, put them aside. a couple of <clears throat> here we go. So what you do is you take brass tubing and you start with the smallest size that your shaft will fit through. And then you get the next size up and slide it in. Of course, this doesn't do because they're all broken. But you can slide successive sizes into it to build it up. And then you just cut off a little bit and solder on the ends. And so what you end up with is the, the largest diameter tube is your long one. And the two smaller diameters are only maybe you know half an inch length or whatever. You solder them together, slide the tube in. And I was fancy, and I, I cut a hole and soldered another tube in so I can put grease in it. And uh, I'm doing a terrible job explaining this. But uh, I made my own stuffing tube so the water doesn't back up into the shaft, into the hole. And it worked fantastic. Even without the grease, I didn't have any leaks, much less wow. putting grease in it. So uh, the inner part of the stuffing tube doesn't have the smaller diameters. The smaller diameters correct. are only at the ends. Only so, at the end. So, so you just it, fill it with grease and... Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I was, for example, this is a smaller diameter one. I would cut off just a little bit of it. So maybe 10 millimeters at the most. Mm -hmm. And, and then I would take uh, the next size up, 
cut about 10 millimeter solder those together. And then the, then the third tube would be the largest diameter. And I figured that was large enough for the grease to fill in. And that was the whole length of the shaft. How do you and, fill it with grease? Uh, I made a fitting. Okay. I'm very carefully drilling a hole in the largest tube and then soldering in, I think, the next size down uh, with some solder. I use a little bit of flux. Uh, and then I attach a piece of uh, um, silicone fuel tubing to it. And I have, where did the grease go? I found some lithium grease. Here it is. You can get it at uh, your local Walmart or uh, auto parts store. It's white lithium. And I actually stuck it into a, what did I do with it? Uh, I lost it. Just syringe or something? I actually had a little syringe, yes. <clears throat> uh, somewhere under. So I lithium grease works okay in water? Yeah, this was, um, I actually had looked it up to see what people are using. This is called, or open it up a little bit, bah, white lithium grease. So in a little tube, costs, I don't know, three, four bucks or whatever. It's quite a bit of it. And that this is what everybody said in the boat forums that was really good. Didn't have a problem. They said, do not, do not, do not use Vaseline. That's, it would be very bad. Yeah. Uh, I think it, 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 it stiffens up and gunks up and stuff. So that worked really well. Oh, here it is. My syringe. Look at that. <laughs> Give it to me, man. <laughs> so, Terry. <laughs> Does that grease work well on high RPM stuff or just the slow motors like you have? I have no idea. I imagine it would work pretty good for high RPM. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to go for speedboats. No idea. Probably a thinner grease for speedboats, but, but they thing. sell hobby grade grease for RC boats. And yeah, I don't know if it's just a relabeled other kind of grease, but yeah, um, for this, this doesn't go very fast. It's a tugboat. I actually tried pushing a larger boat with it, and they kind of work mostly. <laughs> it's a little guy; it doesn't have a whole lot of power. What size uh, motor is it? Whatever comes in a standard size servo, some little Mabuchi. Oh, you use the servo motor as the. I use a servo motor. motor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What I did is I use a servo motor. I pulled the gear off using two small uh, flat head screwdrivers, little jeweler screwdrivers. You can just wedge, yeah. wedge it under, you pop it off. That make and, pinion pullers too, but that's okay. Yeah, and I use a little tiny piece of fuel tubing that has a coupler between oh, the okay. motor and the the shaft. It's got like an eighth inch shaft. Uh, the drives propeller back here. This is the propeller that came in the kit, and it actually oh. works really well. I need to paint it. It's a, you know, I just left it white, but so I use. I spent very little money on it. I, I use an old, um, what do you call it, the brush motor speed controller I had laying around as the BEC. So it's got okay. a two cell lithium, uh, thousand milliamp hour battery pack. So cell. what's the advantage of using those servo electronics instead of the speed control? I'm sorry? You said you use the servo board as your ESC for the motor. Correct. But then you put an ESC in anyway. You can if you bypass the, if you unsolder the servo electronics. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Since I had an ESC, why didn't I? Oh, well, the one I have is doesn't have reverse. Gotcha. Okay. So this has reverse on it, and so I didn't. I'd have to go and find hunt down a special one with reverse, and I could have done that. I think you can buy them off of eBay pretty cheaper. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but it was there; it was all together. I said, eh, "What the heck?" I just right. it was working. Now, is that your boat now, or does it belong to the guy who built it? That's a good question. We never really discussed that. <laughs> who owns it? 
So I, I imagine it, maybe we both have to go into a ring and fight it out or something. All right. Some uh, Star Trek Kirk fight music. So. All right. Anyways. Uh, so, but it was a great project. Had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I actually had so much fun with it. I have another boat I'm thinking of converting. So I can find it quick. Hope it's a battleship. No, well, what do we do with it? Oh, sure. Now that I want to look at it, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Can you see it? The bat boat. <laughs> boat. <laughs> I got a bat boat. Yes. Nice. <laughs> and I'm thinking this one would be really neat with one of those water pump drives, kind of like what you have in your uh, riverboat, Terry. The Vietnam okay. one. Yeah. Because uh, it's got a jet exhaust. You can see it somewhere. Well, it's hard to see. Oh, there's open up. Uh, well, it's got like this neat little jet exhaust thing. And I thought that might be neat. To, as a thruster or something. I don't know. Anyways. Does that one come with any electronics? No, no. It's just a plastic model kit. Okay. For movies. Uh, so you're going to have to 3D print or whatever a jet drive. Uh, yes. In fact, there's some on Thingiverse. I've actually of created course. some jet drives for another project. Uh, one of these days I'll get around to finishing it. Uh, and that is... Man, this is show and tell night. Recognize this? Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is another RC project I'll be working on at some point. Uh, yeah. So yeah, boats, uh, more distractions. Yeah. <laughs> so the event went well. The event went well, yes, went very well. But yeah. what I decided to do was have a makeup for it. So May fourth, I'm going to have another one for a lot of people who didn't weren't able to show up. Lee, Lee, and a few other people from across town. So. Uh, if you're interested, uh, send us a note at RC Roundtable. Uh, or that on town Facebook. is Houston. It's Houston, yes. Anybody of our listeners that are in Houston are welcome to come by. If you're not in Houston, you're still welcome to come by, but it's not worth the trip. Are you still doing it at the park in Clear Lake? Uh, yes. Rodriguez Park? Right uh, next to Ellington Field. Right next to Ellington Field. You usually see some interesting stuff fly around as we're playing with the boats. Yeah. So, Lee, just go over there no matter what the weather's like. And worst case, you go to Lone Star for the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Well, we were expecting some nasty weather. Yeah, it was I mean, it, they had like ninety nine percent, you know, storms, you know, hunkered down and everything. And then I don't know what happened, but something from the Gulf just like created a little ridge over Houston, and everything just. I mean, we had people dying up in you know middle Midland, Texas, and stuff like that, and went all the way to Mississippi, but it just completely missed us. I mean, we had like two minutes of rain, and then it was the sunny again. It was bizarre. Yeah. It, it literally turned like at the last minute. I mean, it was when the weatherman has somewhere to be. That's the forecast. No, stay home. Don't go out. Trust me. <laughs> Get off the road. Yeah. So, what's on your workbench, Terry? My don't, workbench. Don't say boat. <laughs> <laughs> Flying boat. Does that? Oh, that's true. Um, actually, um, I haven't worked on that in a little while. It's pretty much finished. My puddle master that I've been talking about from the AMA Expo. Where did I leave off with that on the last episode? Well, you showed you well, you showed video of it flying and hitting a rock. <laughs> yeah, that well, not while flying, but while no. taxiing. Yeah. So the park 
park close to me has uh, a couple of very little ponds, too small to fly out of, but they're big enough to taxi, or so I thought. And for some reason, people put these big boulders kind of around the, the water line. <laughs> Someone put them there just for you, Terry. It <laughs> seems that way. <laughs> Let's put these and, boulders uh, When I was there taxiing, I... I whacked a wingtip on a rock. Clipped would probably be a better word. No, it, it was a nice little thud. Was it? Hit. Yeah. Did you hear? I I said words. I didn't say bad words. I don't think. Just uh. Did you damage it? No. the The wingtip is fine. The rock is fine. Um. So, no blood, no foul, and the uh, the plane actually is fun to to taxi around like that. It gets on step very quickly, and then you can kind of ski it around. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to finding some big enough water that I can fly it off of. And before going over to the pond to do that, I went to the grass field next door and was able to rise off grass with it. And uh, it's a nice flying plane. That day was much calmer than the first day I took it out. So I was able to get a better feel for how it flies. And also, since that first flight, I had added some Junkers offset flapper ons. So you know how the Ju-52 and the Stuka have the ailerons that are not attached to the main trailing edge? I did that. I don't know why. It seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> so uh, I used some trailing edge stock and a bunch of control horns for my offsets. It was pretty easy to do. It took more time than I thought it would. But I did that, and um, it kind of works. I haven't really felt it out that much yet. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Are, are you using a stock motor, the brush motor with it? <laughs> I don't remember. No. Oh, no. no. But you said you were going to do that. I heard that too. Well, I might. I've got three of them now. Remember, I bought two more at that other swap meet. So you, you have one nearby. You can show the the viewers on YouTube. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I've got one right here. Try not to yank any wires. So this is one of the new puddle masters I bought. The other so one with wings. Um, it has wings, but they're over there. <laughs> So picture a wing right here. And <laughs> Imagine the wing. I'm the wing. <laughs> it's really like a pontoon. Like a, if you imagine a, a, a seaplane with the floats underneath, it's just a float with wings and tail surfaces on it. And the, uh, the motor mounts right here on these stilts. And that's it. So on the one we're talking about, it had some old brush motor on it. I swapped that out for Axie Outrunner and a three-cell battery. And I don't know, 200 watts, nothing crazy, but a lot more than was there before. So it's got an 8.4 two-bladed prop on it now. I've got a three-blade on the way. I'm going to try that, see if I can load it up a little bit more and get some more power out of it. Not that it needs it. But... So anyway, fun little quick project. And... We've talked about these before. I don't need to rehash it. I've got this one, and then I've got the other one that came with the twin Speed 400. So when I get around to it, I'll get both of these going as well. And maybe this one will have round cells and a, a can motor. I don't know. We'll see what I feel like the day I get to it. So what else you got? Well, yeah, I got one other thing. Um, I've been working on a, I would say it's a new asymmetric design, but it's not really new because I built one a few years ago, and it's a twin uh, it's hard to describe, but basically a push-pull twin with two fuselages. Does that make sense? 
you guys have seen it. I called it the yin yang, my original one. So you've got a forward fuselage that's a pusher. And then you look over here, there's the aft fuselage with a tractor. So basically like this, and the wing goes across here. It's going to spin like this. Right. Very, <laughs> we could call it the boomerang. <laughs> so I built one of these a couple of years ago, and I've been flying it, and it flies great. And I always intended to draw plans and maybe do a build article on it. And I never got around to it. And so now I'm doing that but I'm not rebuilding exactly what I had before. I'm, I bought a bunch of foam board because I wanted to build something for Flight Fest. And I'm trying to replicate that design in the foam board style. So it's a little bit more simplistic, but the same basic layout. So right now I've got the two fuselages. Is that a word? Fuselage, the, the, the bodies. They're finished. The wing went together really quickly. So I basically just need to put the main parts together, throw in some electronics, and give it a go. And I guess I'll have to paint it so it's somewhat waterproof. But maybe in the coming week, I'll get that going. Get that uh, flex, flex seal. Just spray the whole thing <laughs> down. Dip it. <laughs> yeah. The, this foam board stuff is weird because it felt heavy to me, but when I weighed it, it, it wasn't that much. I think the finished airplane is going to be around 15 ounces, which isn't bad. It's a 30-inch span plane. And if you think back to the Speed 400 days, I mean, 17 ounces was pretty good for a lot of that stuff at, yeah. at 50 watts. So, yeah, I think this will be fine. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's right at 50 watts a pound. But, right. Remember those old uh, Jim Ryan designs? He had a Bearcat, oh, yeah. and, a, and they flew great. Modest little Speed 400 motors. They look great. They flew great. So Yeah, Lee, he had a really nice P38. Was that a Jim Ryan one? Yeah, Jim Ryan had one. What? Yeah. Well, I thought you said Lee had one. No, 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 no. Jim, I was telling Lee, if you remember, that Lee is a I P38 don't... fan. That Jim I am. Ryan uh, had a okay, gotcha. Speed 400 P38. Yeah. Did you guys meet Jim when we went to eFest? I did. I talked. Yeah. I had a, actually a nice conversation with him. He was. Um, uh, we were talking about three D printers, and uh, I think I mentioned to him about an interest in his P thirty eight or something, uh, something else. And he said he you could contact him to get plans and stuff. Um, neat guy. He had a really interesting. Did you see his project he had a, a couple of years ago building a uh, compound Cheyenne. helicopter? Yeah, Cheyenne. Yes, yeah. he's yeah. still flying, I believe. He's still flying it? So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting guy. Neat guy to talk to. I had a enjoyable conversation with him. Yeah, same here. All right, uh, so that was my workbench. Now we're on to Lee. Uh, my hour? <laughs> my hour. <laughs> sit, sit back, relax, folks. <laughs> now, now, by the way, I haven't finished with my workbench. So oh, I'll hello. Go back. back to Fitz. Well, I can wait till after Lee if you want. No. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, I was thinking it was your workbench, but we were talking about your float event. We were talking about boats, and then you guys went at the workbench. I was like, oh, oh you were talking about boats. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me to talk about boats. Was that me? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so no, I can wait. I'm patient. I can go after Lee. No, go continue. continue. Wait, continue. Do we have any pending questions? Yes. Well, maybe. Uh, we had a question from George about best. It's not on the AMA calendar. Actually, if that's on. I just responded to him. I said, we're working on it. Uh, let's see. Somebody wants us to go to Urbana for flight test. Or no. Wait, what? Speaking of flight test, um, Terry and Fitz come to Urbana. Huh? Illinois? Illinois? Yeah. Well, is, that, 
That's okay. That's, That's where Fight for. Fest was before. Oh, excuse me, uh, E Fest. Yeah, I thought there was nothing going on anymore over there. Yeah, what's he talking about? Is he talking about just the the standard Flight Fest? No, no, I don't know. Could you elaborate, with Pilot? I, yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Because we're planning to go to Flight Fest, all three of us. We were. Fitz is planning. Yeah, weren't you going, Fitz? That's news to me. No, I wasn't. Oh, you were going to have to kidnap him and strap him to the hood. Yeah. Well, well, were you guys conspiring behind my back or something? No, we, we were conspiring in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> Conspire like men. <laughs> okay, fine. Be that way. Did he respond? I don't think he did. Nope, well, let's move keep on. Keep an eye on it. We oh, yeah, I'll keep an eye on it. Oh, so, Fitz, you were going to talk about your work page. Is it another boat? Did you say no? No, we're both. Well, actually, kind of, yes. Oh! <laughs> uh, look at the time. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Good night. <laughs> A seaplane. Okay. Good. Yes. Working uh, on another, I'm working on a seaplane myself, Terry, speaking of seaplanes. Is that plastic this, or foam? This is 3D printed. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So I've got a I've got a whole uh, mess. mess of 3D printed parts. This is one of the uh, another one of the Eclipsen planes. Oh. The Eclipsen Model T. How much are they paying you? Um, we don't talk about that. So I already told you about my new Ferrari. No. <laughs> <laughs> this one is neat. I actually saw one at uh, Flight Fest. And a guy I know up in the Fort Worth area had a prototype. and He had flown it. Uh, and I don't really have much for seaplanes. I thought, well, this is kind of neat. So I've been printing it out pieces. This is one of the floats. This is already four pieces. And I need to glue it together. You can see the, the step on it and whatnot. Uh, is each so, section watertight? Not yet. It's got its. No, no, they're not. Okay. There's some flat pieces, but it's going to have to be glued, and I believe you'll have to spray it with some sort of covering to make sure it's watertight. Uh, I mean, There's it's the flex seal. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to use yet. I haven't looked at the instructions if they mentioned or not. Oh, excuse me. Uh, but uh, I should have all the pieces printed out in the next few days. I'm working nonstop. In fact, there's already a piece on my 3D printer I got to rip off. Is that what made us reschedule this podcast? Yes, I had started like an eight-hour print because I had forgotten you didn't. Somebody didn't specify the day, so when I got home, <laughs> I started printing. Like, oh, it's had to this record. And I'm like, uh, it's gonna be really noisy. Uh, so no comment. But hey, now we're on YouTube. <laughs> Got a couple more things. Uh, so Jeff, my cameraman, gave me this some time ago. This he had laying around. I don't. This has never been finished, and he and he brought me the plans. This is an Airtronics, a Warlock. Okay. Circa eighties, I think early eighties ish. Uh, this is an 049 size uh, plane. It's like a little mini pattern plane. It actually looked really nice. Tricycle gear. Tricycle gear, although. Hey Tony, you listening? <laughs> hey, Tony, you still in? I was waiting for Tony. He to left. He, he had to leave. Ah. Uh, so uh, the only thing is, he didn't have the wing. There's no wings, just a fuselage. Uh, so well, but I had the plans. I had the fuselage. I said, well, okay, I'll just scratch build my own wings. And so what I did was, uh, 3D printed them. No, no, no. But close enough. <laughs> As you know, I have access to a laser cutter, so I oh tilted. I can't see the cut. Uh, yeah, I can barely see it. Okay, there we go. Yay. There you go. Okay, so I, I found some plans on AutoZone. I downloaded them and traced over them and printed out the ribs and a few other stuff. So now I have 
uh, the ribs. This is my next thing I'm going to work on right after we do the uh, JSC Warbirds thing. I'm going to start working on that. Uh, I've been delayed because of another thing I'm going to show you in a second. Uh, you mentioned tricycle gear. The problem is this one is not steerable. Yeah. So I'm actually thinking about taking this off and just making it a tail dragger. Oh, okay. Um, or just take the gear off so it looks great and sleek. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to take off. Uh, because I have a Norvell 061 engine that I'm going to put on it. Oh, is that the one you got at Georgetown? No, I bought this at uh, some guy had it at the last JSC Warbirds event. That engine is huge. It's a real <laughs> monster engine. <laughs> okay. no, it's actually an 061, if I remember correctly. Brand new, in have, never been run. Does it have throttle? Yes, it has a throttle. There's a little carburetor. If you can oh, see nice. it. I can't. Everything's backwards on this camera. So there's a throttle. It's got a muffler on it somewhere in the box. Yeah. <laughs> muffler. I a muffler. So I understand he's actually fairly powerful. So I think it'll be yeah. a good match. For this, fit in here. Does it run on vodka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, all engines run on vodka. So I think I can grab it. Oh, it's a little does tight. it turn? Does it turn clockwise? <laughs> yes, yeah, backwards. Wow, that's actually a tight fit. I never actually tried fitting it in. That's interesting. I might have put it in the mouth. Well, back to the electric motor. <laughs> but my goal is to have it done for small steps in Arkansas, end of next month. So, uh, right. are you both going to that? I don't think Lee's going. I'm just I'm going. Yeah. All right. Uh, I plan on going. Hopefully, I can make it. Uh, and hopefully, to see Tony there and a few other people, uh, our old buddy Tom and Richard. Uh, so I look forward to that. Shouldn't take long to build a wing. It's funny. Some of the wood selection sizes for the wing are odd. So I'm going to have to be creative for that. I don't know what what they were thinking. Is it constant cord? Yes. So the wing should be should be a cinch. To, to, yeah. I probably would have had it done by now if I hadn't been distracted by other things, including family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was guessing, <laughs> including this. <laughs> it's a beer stir. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What the heck? <laughs> guess what, Terry? Is? Terry, you gonna guess? I'm looking. I, it, it's a it's a blender. I'm assuming it's a little, you know, is it drink blender. White? No, it's just a reflection. I'll give you a hint. Okay. No, a, the raspberry is it a pie? Yeah. No, it's an Arduino. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and still nothing. Oh, is it a a, a, a a cylinder for submarine? No. Oh. But it does involve wait, water. Wait, hold on. Let's see if there's anybody. Uh, <laughs> is that an electric bong? <laughs> yeah, hold yeah. Let's see. Before we answer, let's see if there's anybody else who wants to take a go at it. So I've got a cylinder in water and an Arduino that's connected to it. Golly. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I don't see anybody else guessing, but that is bizarre. Yeah, you're going to have to... To give up the, uh, the so Steve, Steve thinks it's a motor break-in. Uh, <laughs> I used to do that. Yes, yeah. 400 motors. Dip them in water, and it would break in a lot faster. Yeah. And then you adjust the timing on them, so you could pour like twice as much power as they're supposed to be able to pour into those things. All right, so uh, what is that? So inside this tube, as you can see, is a 
This is a fluid level sensor. Okay. So I can use that to detect the level of water using the Arduino. Did and they pour me enough beer? <laughs> <laughs> I need to make sure you gave me my 16 ounces. <laughs> okay. So, Lee, do you remember um, that little device I had at the J.C. Warbirds, the Puddle Blaster 3000? Were you there when it rained? I know the Puddle Blaster. Okay, so at our flag field at the JC Club, when it rains, it lots of puddles collect on the runway. Uh, and since we're having an event coming up, I, I basically built this vacuum pump system that has a, a wet vac on a pedestal with a, a pump on the bottom. And so I can vacuum water into the, uh, the vacuum container and then pump it out with a pump. So Because the puddles are very shallow. But why? So what I do is you basically suck up the puddles and put them into the and then eject them out. You, you can hook up a, a garden hose to the thing and spit the water out pretty far away. Uh, and it actually worked fairly well. The problem was sometimes it would pump faster and it can vacuum. Sometimes it would vacuum faster and it can pump. And so you had to manually turn things on and off. And it was kind of clunky. And you had to basically babysit it and, and Flipping back and forth. It was difficult for other people to use. So I came up, I found these online at a place called Adafruit. Uh, and so I thought, hey, wait a minute. If I could stick one of these things inside the vacuum where the water comes in, I can automatically detect how much fluid is in the vacuum. And so by using an Arduino connected up to a device like this, this is an an AC controller, basically an electronic relay for AC powered devices that runs off of, you can have line 120 volts on one side and then you input five volts to the other side to turn it on and off. I can make an automated pump system that will turn the pumps on and off and a vacuum auto automatically depending on how much water was in the system. So, so theoretically, you can just put this thing out, stick the, the pickup in the water puddle, turn it, turn it on and walk away. And it would sit there and pump and suck and pump and suck automatically with little input from any humans, any meat bags. <laughs> so <laughs> this is my goal to get this thing running. I've actually got some uh, prototype code running already on it, but I need to hook everything up. Problem is I've been so busy. I don't know if I have it ready by this weekend or not, but it looks like the weekend's going to be good anyway. So not a problem, but that's my ultimate goal. That is the last thing on my workbench. And it it's is very clever. Hobby related. <laughs> we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Without this, we wouldn't be able to fly at the field. How about that? Well, you know, if you take the gear off your plane, you can just hand toss it and just don't hit the puddles. <laughs> or be a seaplane event. <laughs> or you take the float plane. There you go. Warbird float planes only. You create I've flown float 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 planes off you don't have. There. <laughs> so if anybody's still awake after my explanation of that, I apologize. Uh, that's well, we lost. very clever. I, it's impressive. That's, I, I don't know where you find the inspiration or the time. Uh, inspiration, uh, I think I've probably just been, I don't know. The inspiration comes from having too much time on my hands. No, wait, I don't have too much time on my hands. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just that's, think about these things. I go to bed and I think, you know, how can I make the better world through electronics or something? I don't know. I'm thinking bilge pump. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep. Bilge pumps on my mind. 
sometimes that happens. I can't sleep. I'm thinking, hmm, I got an idea. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Hey, why come? It's three o'clock in the morning. Do you ever have those uh, moments that keep you up at night and then you don't write it down and then the next day you're like, what was that genius idea that I had? And then it's just gone. I've had similar things. Didn't keep me up all the night, but I've had really good ideas. I didn't write them down. I did that today. I was making a grocery list and I meant to make the list on this one item. And I started the grocery list with two other items and I got to the item I needed to write down. I was like, Duh. <laughs> completely forgot what the first part was. <laughs> it took me like five minutes to recall that damn thing. <laughs> All right. So we're ready for Lee's workshop now. All right, you're on the, you're up. I'm assuming this is where Terry and Fitz take a little break. They put a sign in front of their, their screens as <laughs> back and be right back. Yeah. Gone fishing. <laughs> See, look, there goes, there goes Fitz. <laughs> bastard. <laughs> All right. So my, sign off. <laughs> so my workshop has been a <laughs> lot of things done. <laughs> we need an off air sign. <laughs> well, uh, this is for you guys. The, the workshop for me has been very busy this month. I have actually been doing uh, a lot of stuff. So it's, it's, a good, it's been good. Uh, I got back into Rockets. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast. And I just realized I have them both in my, my paint booth. But um, I've actually got a kit that I used to have when I was a kid. It was an Estes Nike X. And it was fun because I was showing my youngest, Ryan, a folder that we have of all the Rockets we built. Well, most of the rockets we built when we were younger, my dad had kept it. So it was neat to show him all these instruction guides for all these rockets. And one of them was a Nike X. So uh, Estes came out with a remake of it back in 2016, I think. So I picked one up and I've been working on it. And it, it looks really good. I wish I could show you. <laughs> so I'm not going to step away and get it. Uh, but uh, while I was working on that, I also finally opened up the uh, flight test storch that I got at Flight Fest last year. So... I'm not sure if everybody saw the photos, but this is my storage. But one thing you're probably noticing is that the landing gear looks a little different. <laughs> Would you say? That, that's not <laughs> scale. <laughs> it's the tricycle gear, right? <laughs> this is the landing gear. This, this mess right here <laughs> I removed. Um, I will say the gear looks good on the storage the way they have it. But this was a pain in the butt to make. It's very stiff steel. I don't. I forgot how they grade the stuff, but it's not pre-bent, right? No, no, and it's it's very difficult to get the measurements right. I was even off by a little bit, and it kind of frustrated me. But um, I tell you, every time I had a landing with my storage, it uh, it kept breaking my gear, and I even went back and epoxied everything and reinforced it, and son of a gun, I busted it again. Well. Uh, my neighbor the mount out of the fuselage. Yeah, yeah, I just tore them up. I don't know if you can see underneath here, but it tore the back one off. Uh, I had already reinforced the front with epoxy and, and balsa. But anyway, long story short, uh, this plane flies really well. At least the the first few flights I flew it. Um, my my friend Jonathan gave me some gear. He ripped off his plane and said, "Here, you can borrow my old one." I got these on in like two minutes. You know, just drill, drill, and <laughs> put some nylon screws in there. Um, but anyway, the only problem I'm going to tell you guys is if you have a flight, if, if you do, you probably already know this, but if you build a flight test plane and you're using hot glue, do not leave your plane in the car <laughs> in Texas. Because uh, I had just finished flying. I put it in the car. I came back you know, later that night and darn it, if my tail didn't warp, I don't know if you can clearly see that in the camera. No, you really can't. Mm. My tail warped. Um, 
parts of the wing that the popsicle stick you hot glue on to keep the rubber bands on it melted and kind of let the rubber bands uh, screw up the tail surface but um hey i will tell you the storage does fly real well we posted a video of it flying and austin was uh, videotaping it, it's a cub it flies like a cub and just nice and stable and fun so not not a bad deal uh the landing gear to me though is just the weakest link and i think a lot of people have agreed but here's the here's the workbench I want to show with everybody. But um, before you move on, oh yeah, the, um, on the storage, I told you I was building the the new plane out of foam board flight test style. I'm not a huge fan of hot glue because on those long seams, I find that the first part of it cools off before I can get back to it. So on a, a lot of the joints, especially the big ones like the wing, I used Elmer's glue, and it's holding really well so far. So I don't know if that's an option for some of your storage parts down in the, the deep south, but, and I don't know if that waterproof stuff requires different glue as well. Doesn't it have kind of a waxy finish on it? It does, but typically what you're doing is you're going to tear that paper and, and glue foam to foam. Ah, okay. Then you have a lot of options for that. Yeah. But with, with the popsicle stick as the trailing edge protection for the rubber bands, it's just hot glue on top of the brown paper. Right. whatever they call it and it just it just slid right off so so i wonder if elmer's glue will work better in that in that particular situation uh pros and cons you know it takes a long time for that stuff to glue and terry and i were talking about there are different types of uh, white glue out there so i mean and, and i'll just mention i i'm a big fan of type on i've been uh, building in fact i do i've been building the plane i'm about to show you with type on uh type on two and I really like that. Yeah, it does have a, a yellowing to it, but if you're going to paint it, it's not a big deal. Um, well, so, well, Steve in the chat says foam tack. Yep, yeah, foam tack works. I guess you could use foam tack on that. Yeah. Now, for for this plane though, a lot of this stuff is edge to edge, so the hot glue is okay. But I agree with Terry. There are parts of the wing where you're just kind of squeezing that glue out, and depending on how well you've got a glue gun that heats up fast and the sticks that you got in there, there there is some of that. I could have. I could have done it differently. I wanted to do it the way Josh built it in the video because this was my first flight test plane. I'll, I promise you, when I start building the the uh, Spitfire that I have, I'm going to do things differently. Uh, yeah. Now, I I will not. I'm not going to knock the plane. The plane, the storage itself. If you build it, it it does fly well. I was really impressed. There were some things I did wrong that I'd like to change. I, I wrote some articles on it on our Facebook page. Um, but you're right. I think different glues would make sense. Uh, if you or have guns. I don't know what they're using. I probably need to get smarter on what they're using at, well, not those guns. Um, <laughs> I need to get smarter on the stuff they recommend from flight test because I watch their build videos and it's like they go and they'll do this 10 foot long seam and then they talk to you for a minute and they read a chapter out of War and Peace and then they go and put the parts together and it's still squishy. <laughs> So I don't know if they're just using the stuff that gets really hot and takes longer to cool off, but my experience with it is you got to be Johnny on the spot, put that stuff down and be ready to, and for any of those long scenes, I rehearse it two or three times to make sure I know how to fold it. And sometimes I still screw it up. Well, and I think this is the first time I've used this much hot glue on an aircraft. I use hot glue all the time. I mean, I've got, I mean, it's always here doing some project. I couldn't off the top of my head tell you something I've used it for, but it, never to build a structure of an aircraft. And it's held up okay. I, I will tell you, though, one thing I did on my kit, and I'm not sure if you can see it on the video, and pardon me while I try not to, you're going to hear crash, boom, bang. Um, I really 
I wasn't going to make this a, a bash because it's not meant to be. I did not like at all how the perpendicular seams from the two different foam pieces uh, looked. So you had paper coming up and it was just, it was nasty looking. So I took a uh, Blenderm tape and I ran Blenderm down the entire seam. I don't know if y'all can tell with the lighting, but you can see the Blenderm right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. So I have Blenderm joining everything so it's nice and, and clean. Otherwise, and it's not here, but otherwise this paper comes up really well, well, easily, excuse me. Delaminate. It just looks, yeah, delaminate, yeah. It just, it looks bad. Now they talk about yeah, adding hot glue down, like all these pieces and rubbing your finger down. I mean, Josh has no feelings at all in his fingertips. All his nerves are gone. Because <laughs> I'll see him do hot glue and go, and then I'm like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> It's like uh, all the people that work at Mexican restaurants, they handle hot plates all day. They, they have no sensation. Yeah, you noticed that, huh? I saw, it happened yeah. to me once. A guy just had a, he had, a, he just held his plate with his hand, no gloves, put it on a table. And I touch it for a fraction of a microsecond and, you know, I've got third degree burns. Right. It's like, how do you do that? Anyways. Yeah, practice. Practice. <laughs> well, and what I'd like to do, maybe if we can address that, if we mentioned uh, in earlier conversations all doing some three views on flight test planes, and, you know, this has become very popular. They've been around for a long time. And I've got this kit. I'm going to turn off Terry because he's, you know, beating his children right now. <laughs> uh, but I've got this kit. I've got this bit fire. My son has built two flight test planes. And he is going to build 20 or more at um, Flight Test Ohio. And I, I like that. But I'm, I, I know that after building this, there were things I'd love to change. There are changes I made. Uh, just a few minor changes that I liked uh, to reinforce a couple of things. I like Blenderm tape. They use the paper to be the hinge. I put Blenderm on all the other hinge joints to strengthen a little bit. Got it. It's a long story. So uh, the the storage flies real well. I'm happy with the power system. It's got way more power than it needs. Um, I do. What power system are you using? This is their little radial. Uh, I, they call it the the C Power C setup. Mm -hmm. um, and it's Oh, this one's the 2218 1100 kV motor. Um, and it's real nice. And this has the, I forget what they call it. I'm so sorry, guys. The the removable pod, power pod. Swappable? Swappable pod, yeah. And I don't plan to swap it. I'm not using it for anything else. But uh, again, very nice. Just didn't like the landing gear at all. And uh, I wish I had not left it in my car. <laughs> What's the superfluous tube sticking out of the fuselage? This right here? Yes. That is, well, that's uh, flight, excuse me, fuel line tubing to keep the power pod in. Okay. The power pod slides in. There's two little uh, dowels right here. It slides in, locks in place there, and then you slide this through and use the fuel line to keep it from oh, pushing. Gotcha. It's so it's a mod set modular power setup or something? Well, you could pull this out and put it in another aircraft. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a few that do that. Uh, and I would show you that if I knew we were doing that, <laughs> but I've got everything plugged in. So yeah. that'll have to happen on another day. Uh, I see some people putting comments here. So give me a second to see what people are asking or saying. Yeah, it's another comment. So Scott said he had uh, made in their FT. Uh, yeah, that's true. My son has an FT edge. It's a little heavy. He burned out the motor right away. Yeah. <laughs> so Is it a recommended motor? No, no, no. We, we, uh, it was one of the, I'm blaming Fitz. It's a motor Fitz found at Georgetown. <laughs> it was just a little, I'm not, it's okay, Fitz. It was just a, not quite there. It was like a 380 or something because 
Uh, he ran that thing until it smoked, and I'm not kidding you. He fried that, <laughs> fried that motor. But that's okay. We got we got more. Okay, so uh, let me let me finish up and let's get back to the, the viewers. So some of you guys might remember at, at at the AMA Expo East, I picked up this little control line plane. Uh, it was really cool. And if you guys notice, oh wait, it better yet, better yet. Let me get a, let me pull this bad boy up. Because this is my buddy Terry's work. Terry, this was a great play, man. Thank I'm glad you. you like it. Yeah. So anyway, this is my thunder and lightning kit that I designed. This is the flight, uh, excuse me, the foamy, mini foamy that Terry built for me. But we saw this little control line. And of course, I fell in love with it. Duh. And I have not flown control line. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, since my dad died. So it has been many, many years. And after a couple of days' work, this is my latest controller. This is my workbench. I have been wow. doing this every day. And uh, all all tight bond joints here, all the fillets have been with tight bond. And cool. this is the Cox motor. I wish Tony was still on. This is the Cox motor I got uh, from the Cox. Darn uh, it, I forgot the easy something. Easy, the easy B? Easy. Well, I guess it was the easy B. So, oh, there we go. B eater. Easy B, the Easy B motor, um, the 049 that I got from that, and it looks really good. I, I mean, I yeah. don't think this has got a lot of runtime on it. So um, this is a muffler on it too. It's got a little muffler on it. It's adjustable, yeah. so it's got a little you know port there. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, I, I'm glad I'm an experienced builder because I'm reading the. Well, of course, let me back up. Try it's like the Sig Quick Build is coming to haunt me. And it's like reading the instructions and going, that should not be this step. <laughs> that step should be down the list. Well, there are some things that need to be done. For example, they were telling you to put the bell crank in before you measured the elevator and you know position. And that would have been bad because it's one rod. So anyway, it's it's going together really well. I'm very happy with it. I think it looks really nice. It does. And uh, I wanted to mention to, to Fitz that my goal is to have this done pretty quickly. And Fitz, if it flies real well, I'd love for you to take this to small. And uh, and, oh, yeah? have fun, and have fun with it, you know. Have Tony fly it. Have other people fly it. I'd love to see other people get their hands on it and have fun with it. Oh yeah! I remembered how much fun it was to watch those guys flying that little whatever big that, that little flying deck of cards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have my fun with it, and and then you know, let you guys play with it. And I'd love to hear, hear how it goes. So, oh, anyway. that'd be fantastic. Thanks. How are you gonna finish it? <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to go into my paint conversation, am I? <laughs> uh, I will. I will do a gloss blue. Uh, you've got some sort of fuel proof paint. Yeah. Oh well, I, I haven't fuel proofed it yet. I'm going to be doing you know thin epoxy around the whole front and and that right side. So but I'll the fuel paint proof. Has to be fuel proof. Yeah. Well, that's that 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 gloss rust -oleum. Oh really? That's yeah. oh. okay. Okay. I didn't know you could buy off-the-shelf hardware store paint that's fuel-proof. Yeah, it's automotive. You got to put some weight in one of the wing tips, right? In the outer wing. It's tip? already there. Yeah, they, it it came with it. It's. I, I'll tell you for that. <laughs> try to keep it quick. We looked online to find this kit, and I could not find anybody who's built it. There are no photos. There's no build thread. There's nothing, and there are only a handful of people who have ever built a pure models kit. Uh, they must not have been in business very long, but it's a 70s or 80s kit. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's neat. I, I'm, I'm impressed. But the kit was complete. It had everything you needed. I mean, 
everything was it's, the only problem I've, I've had is that the little plastic uh dowels i guess that hold the control line they uh, they broke but other than that i mean it's it's really going together very well i'm yeah. i'm going to keep these plans and if i really have fun with it i'll build another build it out of foam or foam board or whatever it's yeah. it's just a flat plate wing right yeah okay yeah nothing to it so there's my workbench thanks for thanks for listening tuning in what? oh well not so fast there buddy yes buddy how's that sig quick belt coming She's well. I called Fitz. <laughs> I'm gonna blame Fitz again. Just so no. No, we. I talked to Fitz about trying to set up a time where he and I could get together at Scoby to uh, if he could videotape or see if Jeff could come along. But I think the weather was bad that day. Yeah. And then you had your boating event, and then this weekend is JSC, which we'll talk about shortly. So I did, fly up here, right? They could, but I. Yeah. I could have it ready, but what do you think, Fitz? Should I bring the the Sig, the uh, 150 to the JSC yeah. event? No, no, it's, it's probably gonna be a nice Sunday too. We can only go out Sunday. All right. So like. it's ready. There's only there's only two things I I have to do with well, two main things. I gotta I gotta fix, set the CG and just find the way to strap the battery a little bit better. That's it. I've already done run-ups. I've already done watt meters. We changed the ESC. I've got uh, my flight batteries. Control services work. All my radio settings are programmed. She's Exorcism? Have you tried that yet? No. <laughs> Sucker's got some demons in it. It does. But, you know, I, I do. I And I mentioned to both my buddies, I am going to document it, whether it's successful or not. So I don't want to miss that chance. I know, I think Terry was like, how come you haven't flown it yet? I was like, well, I, I need someone to photograph it. I don't want to, I don't want to stick the camera on my head and just hope I get it. So hopefully I'll, I'll have some guys up there. All right. Fair enough. Good luck with it. So Fitz, you want to talk real quick about the event coming up? The uh, KSC. JC, yes. Uh, for you Houston Knights, uh, we're having what we call the JC uh, Warbirds over JC, excuse me. And that's Warbirds over to Johnson Space Center. Uh, this is a, a, a yearly event. We've been, This is our fifth year, if I remember correctly. And this is neat for us because normally our field, since we fly on the property grounds of the Space Center, it's normally kind of a closed club. I mean, it's, it's technically open to the public, but you have to be a member and get on a, a list. And it's you know a little bit of a procedure to get in normally because there's guards and government property we don't but take uh, kindly to strangers we don't take kindly to strangers <laughs> so where the, are you going with that drone <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we don't fly to a kind of planes here so anyways uh so once a year uh we we invite other people to come in and we have one big fly fly off since we all like warbirds and, and the club president's big at the warbirds and stuff so we uh open her up we have we have a nice long runway some pretty decent facilities and that's this coming saturday on and a gear sharing stump several <laughs> oh it's not that bad it's off to the side if you hit that stump you deserve it <laughs> <laughs> i hope it's hits it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i talked to a, we went to a swap meet like in austin or something or what was the one in the king and uh georgetown and the guy mentioned that he used to fly up there and he mentioned the stump. <laughs> well, there used to be more of them, and they got removed. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So there's only one, really, now, and it's off to the side. It's not really a big deal. Uh, we've come, I've come close to it once before, and I think one person I've seen hit it, but it's it's pretty far out of, out of the path. 
so it, it's a it's a we have a really nice field lots and lots of open areas lots of guys fortunately we have a good crowd of people that come in and uh these we have the the texas warbird thunder guys come in and like to fly, fly fast and low and, and all their antics and we got a really nice group of people that come in and help support the club we got a raffle it's uh the big beaver not beaver is it the beaver yeah vq models beaver i believe they're a large one uh 80 inch something like that 79 80 uh so that's this saturday what is that april 27th so on yeah yeah so one day only one day only saturday 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 and it's ladies night (laughs) and just fyi i don't know if randy's still on he was on earlier but uh i will uh i'll be bringing my corsair so we should have a huge gaggle of corsairs Yep, if you're in the Houston area or anywhere relative to Houston, we are in uh, the Clear Lake area, which is southeast Houston. Uh, I see uh, Delta Dart. Yo, really? He's coming down? Driving down from Arlington. Okay, that's a good little trip. It's about a four-hour drive there. Uh, Uh, I have to pre-register? We recommend that you pre-register. So, Mike, if you haven't, please send – There's a. if you go to the jscrcc.com website, there's a uh, there's a flyer and his information on registering. Uh, I think he just sent an email to the president. Send him an email and he'll get you on the list. But come anyways. Don't worry about it. If you um, uh, if you do, just attend the trunk and get you through the gate. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had any problems. <laughs> it's just if you show up at the gate, normally what happens they'll they'll call us and say, hey, we got somebody here. He's not registered, but he's fear for flying. We'll say, okay, yeah, we'll 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 guide you in. Uh, a hole in the fence. Another hole in the fence. No, we we, we have ways to work around. Try to. Uh, you know, send it the note in the pre-register anyways, but don't worry about it. If you think you're late, don't, it's, we'll get you in. Uh, so yeah, thanks. That'd be great to see you, Mike. Uh, uh, I guess you're flying helicopters. Um, do you fly airplanes? I don't think he flies airplanes. I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, yes, he does. He had, remember Lee, he had that foam Delta F-105, I think, or F-106 Delta Dart. Ooh. Foamy one. I hope he's, uh, he had some bugs in it. I hope he gets it worked out. Uh, oh, he sent the email already. Okay, great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, looks like the weather's going to be good. Did you check, Lee? I, I did. It looks good. I'm, it looks like I'm excited. Be, we're going to have a little bit of rain tomorrow or Thursday, it looks like. But by, by Saturday, everything should be cleared out. Um, if not, I got the Power Blaster 3000 on standby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, can just, we can just line all the planes up on the runway and just, you know, yeah, <laughs> blow that water onto the grass. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, so come one, come all. I know Lee's coming down with him and his son. So I'm going to bring the Corsair, the Tiger Cat, and uh, we'll we'll talk about the Cessna. All right. Oh man, one of our club members has a Tiger Cat, and he crashed it yesterday. Uh, Which Tiger Cat? The the same one Lee has the Flightline. Um, the Flightline. Uh, Flightline. Flight yeah, yeah. I think he got disoriented or something, and uh, um, we need a pile of foam. Yeah, it hit pretty hard. I think it's probably repairable if you got a new fuselage and a nacelle. And new wings. Oh, the wing engines. That's what I said. Okay, so anyway, so yeah, look forward to anybody coming out. Come out, we'll say hello and uh, enjoy the, the, the flight line with us. And uh, we'll see you there. Yeah, I told someone else he's to bring a video camera and stuff because I'll be flying. I'll be flying <laughs> I, I normally take pictures and video, but I think uh, this year I'll be uh, lacking. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy the flying. Don't, don't worry about making too many videos. Yeah. Hey, is there a is there a raffle giveaway? 
Yeah, it's a beaver. A big beaver. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, that's yeah. right. Sorry. Just you know, I, I tuned you out. You were talking boats earlier, and I just <laughs> <laughs> I stuck your fingers in your ear. <laughs> hey, nice beaver. Yeah, and hey, will uh, Jeff be bringing the P forty seven? Uh, I don't think so. He, okay. Uh, Can't tell uh, me. I think he was talking about it. No, no, I don't think he's going to bring it. He yeah. hasn't flown it since I gave it to him. Well, give it back fire, to him. That is put the fire under him. Yeah, I've been telling him, like, get out there. Let's fly this thing. Um, uh, he's, I guess he's been busy or something. I don't think he's flown much. He's been too busy flying his uh, Timber X. Oh, well, <laughs> Timber X. <laughs> he loves that. Thing. I've got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, let's go fly after work. We can fly behind my house in the field. Nice. So we're, there's a field between his house and this and highway in the route there. So he's a little strip of land. <laughs> la, 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 la. No, we're so, safe. We're okay. So before we, we hang up, because we've been here for a while, I want to know if there's any anybody who's uh, watching right now, if y'all have any questions, comments, topics you'd like us to discuss, you know, in upcoming shows, uh, we sure would like to, to know, especially if you, you know, ask Terry a question. <laughs> Me? <laughs> I'm just throwing something out there. <laughs> now, there was one topic that was suggested for tonight we didn't touch on, and that was about the age discrimination within the hobby and kind of the AMA's efforts to recruit young people. So let's put that on our rainy day list. We can talk about that maybe next time. Yeah. And on my personal topic list for tonight that we didn't get to, I wanted to ask you guys about your meetup with Frank Epolito, who many of the listeners probably don't know, but he is a prop artist out in Hollywood. He makes props for movies. Mm. And I know him through the work I did with Tested.com, but you guys got to meet up with him and talk all kinds of stuff. And coincidentally, he recently helped flight test with one of their projects. And uh, so I, I wanted to get your take on some of that stuff. And Yeah, just yeah. so you all know, we, we may have posted a photo, but his company is called Thingergy. His, the, the motto is, we make things. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and he does. And I, I love... I love what he posted on Twitter. It was like Nerdvana. We talked. We talked everything Nerdvana. <laughs> we did, man. Yeah, we nerded out. <laughs> we did nerd out. So, yeah. Frank's one of those guys who you may not know by name, but when you see some of his projects, you're like, "Oh yeah, that went viral. Oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook." And so, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's got his hands on a lot of stuff. If you watch the TV show The Orville, you've seen his work. Yeah, yeah. He had some stuff in one of the last latest episodes we were talked about a little bit. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I still want to learn more about his Easter eggs. I'm going to have to get in on that, you know, <laughs> find, out, find out where those Easter eggs are. And, you know, we talked about flight test a couple of times tonight, but I, I want to talk about that episode and, and Ooh, them jumping the shark. There's some, yeah, we, we could get into that. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, here's, here's a question. George is asking, is Terry going to visit the Connecticut Prop Busters where the movie was made this summer? Oh, uh, I have no plans currently to go there because Connecticut's a uh, pretty far drive, probably, uh, I guess, depending five or six hours, but it's that's not hours. a horrible idea. Remember I drove from there. So oh, that's right. So yeah, you know, precisely where, so yeah. yeah, six hours. Um, that's not out of the question. So yeah, I should, um, I should see if they're having any events and see if that jibes with my schedule. It'd be nice well, to meet up with Mark in person. Well, speaking of devil, uh, Mark Thompson is on the chat. Hey, Mark. And Mark is the, uh, director, creator of the uh, Prop Buster documentary. So good to see him uh, join us. Yeah, but Mark saw us asking about the movie Float. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, interestingly, 
we reached out to them and a few hours ago we heard back from one of the the crew on float i don't remember his name exactly but i think we're going to have them on the show before long and they've got if anybody is in the boston area they're having a screening this weekend pretty soon so check their website floatdocumentary.com and you can go yeah go to boston look. get in your car yeah and watch mark if you haven't seen mark's uh, movie i see prop busters that's good too uh, yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah, hopefully a lot of people are taking advantage of that. Fitz, you taking notes of all our topics we got to discuss? Cram into the next podcast. <laughs> Which I'd like some listeners to know. It's going to be a very, very special podcast next time. Anybody want to guess why? Because they're all very special. <laughs> no, that's that's Fitz talk. <laughs> why? Why will it really, really, really be special? I have no idea. Come on, Terry. <laughs> I, I'm. You lost me. I, I don't remember. It'll be our third year anniversary. Oh, is that it? Really? Yeah. Okay. We'll be done this show for three years in our next podcast. Three years. Wow. And, and so Terry we've we've got to have a giveaway. <laughs> oh, boy. I've got these XT60s. Not <laughs> of wire. I don't use them. If you want an XT60, <laughs> we're going to have a giveaway. So <laughs> what's third year? That, <laughs> that's what we should do. Go find out what it is. It's a zip tie. Oh, God. See, now I got to go get on the internet. Y'all start filling time here. Let me go third year anniversary gift. <laughs> and then we have to give away something like that. If it's gold, forget it. No. <laughs> leather. It's leather. What can we get? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. Leather. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so yeah, that's special. Thing. You have to think about it. You've got two weeks to decide. Three years, guys. That's awesome. Three, yeah. really, three years already. Mm -hmm. And all this started from a conversation on a ride back from Weatherford. Weatherford was it Weatherford? Yep. Okay. You think we'd be rich by now? Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> I think we spent a lot of money going places and not bringing anything in. <laughs> like this sticker cost me money. <laughs> we didn't get paid for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, but we have fun. We do have fun. So for our anniversary, we got to start a GoFundMe and a Patreon and super chats all at one time or something. I like that. Let's start doing that. <laughs> Just throw us money. No, just kidding. I don't know. Do we have enough people addicted to our show where we can start doing that? We can start, <laughs> start uh, threatening with Patreon and everything. <laughs> Patreon. You lucky we even look at you. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a nice show, an hour and a half, and you know, we don't have eight hundred viewers watching, but hey, thanks guys for who are still here with us and you know always uh, keeping up with us and 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 again appreciate all your comments and feedback. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, did we clear up all the pending questions? Uh, looks like a couple more. Hey, fellow club member Tom is just on. Uh, Lee's got a question for you. Oh, no, Terry. No. no. He's asking if, if you're coming down for the uh, fly-in. I don't think oh, so. Did you? No, I wish I could. I haven't been to Houston since I drove out in a moving van. Yeah. So, you remember Tom, Tom Altmaier, right? Oh, sure. Hey, Tom. Yeah, Tom's saying hello. No, no I need to get back down there one day and... Uh, Get back to the JSC club and fly. I think I'm still in the books as a member there. I'll have to check. Are you? Yeah, I think so. Honorary member, or you? you um, maybe that's what still. I don't know. But uh, either way, um, yeah, I need to get back down there and make a weekend of it or a week. Do you ever plan to come back down to Houston at any time? 
plan? No. I think we'll just have to feel it out. Just like a trip to Connecticut. It's uh, you, know, you got to look yeah. at it and put it on the schedule. So. Yeah, I think uh, our next get together is uh, hopefully Flight Fest. But Terry, I mean, Fitz, you're not sure. I thought you said you were going. I don't know when. When is it again? I don't even remember what. July, July early July. 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 Uh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. It's gonna be hot. Well, Fitz, are you planning another Connecticut trip. <laughs> we didn't oh. think Arkansas was gonna be hot, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio's gonna be just as hot as Arkansas. I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty toasty last year. It was get hot. Oh, uh, to answer your question, I don't know. Normally, I do go up to Connecticut around the July time. Uh, so, but I don't know if I'm going to make it up this year or not. There's there's some personal things going on that may get in the way. Uh, so, right now, things are highly variable, or highly yeah. uncertain, actually, not variable. All right. Well, if you do, you are more than welcome to come back and detour through Buffalo. Yeah, I had a great time last time. Yeah. Uh, got to see some nice sights, uh, Buffalo wings, and hang out with you guys. And uh, the free flight thing was fantastic, too. We went oh, to, right. We went to Geneseo. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the, uh, yeah. That, so. And we sweated our way through a B-17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a sauna. <laughs> that was a. <laughs> it was every second. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the guys who let us do that. He's opened the door and said, hey, hop right in. Have fun. Just don't start her up, you know? <laughs> I, think, I think Fitz and I are bringing the Texas heat wherever we go. Right. Must be it. So. <clears throat> All right. Somebody pull the plug on this thing. Uh, okay. Well, let me just take one last, quick last look at the chat. Uh, Dilbert Street about Mensa. Okay, I'll take a look at that. Uh, Tom says he saw your article, Terry, about, and tested about Cubs. I'm taking airplane cubs, not bear cubs. <laughs> ah, Whippaw says he can show us four B-17s that become the flight test or flight fest. Really? Oh, cool. Interesting. That's not... Oh, yeah. And is that Adam? Uh, who's what pilot? I don't know. It may be Adam. Adam. So, yeah, we know Adam. Um, Adam Drain. He's been talking about some real B-17s. So. Ah. Yeah. Ooh, all right. Well, that, that sounds very enticing. Oh, oh now Fitz is going to come. <laughs> no, second thought. <laughs> Hold Did on. Say July? Someone oh, say July. P38. I'm there. <laughs> Lee's code word is P38. <laughs> My code word is airplane. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, um, I think we're going to say goodbye to everybody i really appreciate we really appreciate all our listeners and viewers that came in we Always. had a good chunk of people some great stuff in the comments great talking to some of our old friends in the comments and uh, some new people as well uh we will of course do this again at some point in the future we kind of never know what we will but uh just sub please subscribe if you haven't to and you'll not only see our live videos but occasionally we post neat stuff from fly-ins and whatnot and uh, i think we had guys we had a good chat tonight lots of show and tell so if you're listening to this uh, on our audio rebroadcast, please pop over to the YouTube page and you can see all the stuff we were talking about in uh, Monster Vision. <laughs> Technicolor. Technicolor. Did Lee remember to switch the views? <laughs> What's that? I'm asking if Lee remembered to switch the views around. Yes, I remembered this time. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I see people in the chat. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, great seeing you pop in. Any last thoughts before we bug out? Thank no. you so much, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And, uh, we appreciate you. 
on net another we end another fun field episode of the rc roundtable stay tuned with us next time when we celebrate our third year anniversary with uh, leather with leather and <laughs> fire trucks and hooks please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you will also find links to our itunes and social media sites Thanks for listening.